You're listening to Moms No Expert Podcast. On this podcast, we'll be going on a journey together and learn how to be the best moms we can be. I'm your host, Irmari. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Moms No Expert Podcast, uh, brought to you by me. I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say. I was going to say brought to you by my room, but never mind. <laughs> I was waiting. I was just uh, like, like who, what? Who, who is this? Who sponsor? brought it? <laughs> who brought it? How are you? Girl, you know, I'm here. I have survived. <laughs> I have survived to yet another day. So, <laughs> girl, tell me about it. Well, for all the listeners, tell them what's your name and what's your title. I am PM Kester. I am the host of How to Take a Break, the podcast. I am the owner and CEO and head person in charge of PM Kester Enterprises, where, I don't know, we do everything, podcasts, YouTubes, uh, audio visuals, and talk to people about taking the time to take a break to do what they need. There you go. And today we are going to take a break because I think that as moms, we don't take enough breaks. And we were talking about that off air that I had to <laughs> had to be told that I needed to get out. So that's amazing. And I just wanted to kind of, so when we talk about taking breaks, right? A lot of people think, oh, you're just going to abandon your, <laughs> like your day-to-day or your responsibilities or whatever. You know what I mean? So le- for those who don't understand what taking a break is, let's just explain it to them. Of course. I mean, the biggest thing is, like you said, um, I think a lot of people here are taking a break and they think rest, right? Um, go take a nap. I'm going to go ahead and lay down. Go lay down. <laughs> going to go lay down. But if you look at the connotation of taking a break, which is just like a stop in whatever, you can take a break to go back to school. You can take a break to do a job search because how many of us say that I don't have a time to get a new job? I'm tired of these people. You set aside, you take a break to go and apply for a job. Um, you take a break to date. All the people say they want to have somebody for cuddle season 2023. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. You need to be intentional and you need to take a break to do that because I'm sorry, but if you're at home, he's not going to show up or she's not going to show up at your door. Maybe. I don't know. But a lot, I mean, if you like me and you do contactless <laughs> delivery, I don't really talk. <laughs> to the people <laughs> dropping off my stuff. So that's not going to happen, but you have to be intentional and say, I'm going to take a break to date. I'm going to take a break to go outside and get healthy. These things just don't bippity boppity boo happen. I wish they did, but um, those are the things that, you know, there are several ways that you can take a break and it's not all about rest. Of course. And, you know, yes, it's great to unplug sometimes and, and take time for yourself and for your mental health and meditate and all that great stuff. But it's also good to take a break for yourself and do the things that you like to do. And so on this, on the spirit of doing things that you like to do, I was telling you guys uh, off the air that I was, I was out yesterday. So I don't go out. I used to when I was young. I was out there, you know, but <laughs> I stop. I have my daughter. I was like, let me chill. Let me just, you know, be a mom. I don't know if that was mm-hmm. the the thought process but I stopped going out and when my daughter would go with her dad my friends was like oh come over so I would start hanging out with friends when my daughter wasn't there so moving now down here to Florida I started going out there because I had a lot of like 
bad episodes. And my therapist is like, you have to go out, right? You have to enjoy the things that you enjoy. And she's like, and if you have to go out to a club and see if that's the things that you still like, because she's like, you change, right? So maybe you don't like that anymore, but you don't know if you don't like it, if you don't do it. If you don't like it, then you don't do it. it go hiking. Maybe you liked it before, maybe you never liked it and now you like it. So those are the things that we need to learn how to incorporate in our lives as moms. So what is what are things that you do that you take breaks and that you do for yourself that don't include your children? <laughs> <laughs> um, things I do that don't include my children. So since April of this year, I have been on a hundred mile walking challenge. Ooh. So for each month, I want to try to hit 100 miles walking. And one of those miles has to be uh, one of those miles each day has to be an intentional one mile. So that means I either have to be on a treadmill for a mile or I have to walk outside for a mile instead of just kind of like getting it from like walking around the house and stuff like that. And that's solo. And that's not saying that I don't take a walk with my kid, mm-hmm. but she has even gotten to the point now where she understands that, you know, this walk, certain walks I take during the day are just walks for me mm-hmm. so that I can clear my head so I can, you know, just get outside and do something. It's just for my health, for my yeah. mental and physical and even spiritual well-being. So that's an intentional thing that I do. And she found out also, I like to eat out by myself. So I take, I date myself. I take myself Ooh. out to dinner. Sometimes like really nice dinner. Sometimes I just go to bars and stuff like that. She found that out on Friday. We went out and got our, got nails done. Cause you know, the finances have been financing. And so we finally <laughs> had a breakthrough. And I was like, girl, pack up. We going out. We going to get our go. nails done. And then we went to one of like my, my favorite weekly spots where the bartender knows me. And so as soon as I came in, he was like, hey! And she was like, oh my God. People like know you. People know you? Mom, you famous? (laughs) She was like, she said, how should I feel about this? I said, well, you should feel good because you should see that, you know, this is something that I do to take care of me. And she was like, when do you find the time to do this? Mm -hmm. And I make time on the weekends because she's not with me all all the time on the weekends. She's Mm -hmm. 15. And so... It's something that I added in. It gets me out of the house, but it's also me dating myself. So when I go out, I can tell somebody like the bartender knows, like, look, I know exactly what I like to drink. I don't have to worry about nobody trying to figure it out for you. Play with me (laughs) and stuff like that. So I like to take myself out and um, I read a book and I eat and I explore new restaurants. And those are like kind of like my top two favorite things to do with myself. <laughs> that's really good. Well, that's good. And you're and one thing that you mentioned is that you're intent. You are intentional. Like you make an intent. You have to make these intentions and be intentional about what you want to do. And one thing I'm going to start trying because I used to hike when I was in Mass. So I'm I'm going to start finding trails down here in Florida because I have to be intentional about my health because I'm not right. So you have to be intentional about the things that you want for yourself. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I like that you said is that your daughter found out when kids find out that we do things without them. It is the way it's like you stop them. Like I'm like, I, I'm a human, too. And my daughter's like, how dare you? What do you what do you mean? So that's, I just found this so funny because my daughter's the same. She's like, I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> right. Well, and it's like when we do have this conversation because she's 15 going on like 42, <laughs> we're like, you know, she finds out little things and she's just like, I said, do you think I just really 
sit at home all the time. Like, I mean, which, you know, shade. I don't hear a lot at night. <laughs> but, you know, I go out and I do stuff too. Like I, I have a life and I think it things the especially now as we have went through this pandemic and um a lot of us have become more homebound, right? Because just, you know, life in general has changed so much. Mm -hmm. So I think it's good to be intentional, intentional, like about finding time to do stuff you do. But then also when your kids catch you in these things, like having an honest conversation, like, Mm -hmm. well, you know, I hate to break it to you pre-COVID. Like I used to be on plane. So this is actually a scaled down version. Exactly. (laughs) Like, and I want you to do this. And Mm -hmm. I told her that I said, I want you to grow up and find times to be intentional to do things that you like for yourself without worrying about what someone thinks about you doing X, Y, and Z. Exactly. And that's the message that you want to send to your children, right? Like, Hey, Take time for yourself. Take a break for yourself to do things that you like to do. I am in that spot with my daughter right now. We're trying to figure out what she likes to do because she likes a lot of things, but she doesn't. She's mm. not intentional with the things that she wants to do. She's like, "Oh, I like that," and I'm like, "Okay, let's do it." She's like, "No," and I'm like, "Okay, well." So <laughs> it's a lot, you know. So that's the things, you know, when you are doing these things, you are trying to teach your children too to be like, "Hey." you can take time for yourself and do things that you like people might not like it people might find it weird but do it like do, when I decided to do the podcast everybody was like really who's gonna listen to you or do you don't even have like followers and I was like ah they will come <laughs> right they will come I don't know and at the beginning I was so self-conscious about it because I was like oh my god you know nobody's going to listen why am I even talking and then I did it like Jared said, though it's scared. So I did it. I was like, you know what? Let God decide what's going to happen. And and that was the intention. And my daughter loves it. She's like, I love when you record and da da da. And I was like, okay, good, good. So you're sending a good message to your children when you're doing things for yourself. And they notice that. So that's great. Yep. I like it. They're always watching. Yeah, they are always watching. They're always watching. And so talking about taking breaks and doing things for yourself and being intentional when you see you know for your community for the black community and me as a as a woman of color what does that mean because I grew up in the sense of my mom was a mom and she worked and that's it she didn't take breaks she didn't do anything for herself she didn't do things that she enjoyed now as an adult, as an adult, now that I'm an adult, I meant to say, uh, <laughs> she does things. She's like, oh, I'll go out. You know, she still works, but she goes out. She's more intentional about things that she likes. But it took her all this time to do that. Why do you think that happened in our community? So, I mean, I, I look at it. Gosh, <laughs> it's just like a shift. I've, I've had some episodes where I've talked to people about like this narrative of like, the strong black woman. And I think in other communities, they kind of have like the same thing, the strong um, Latina woman, the strong, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that. And, you know, it's very easy to repeat the patterns that you saw your mother's doing. Right. And then when you question it in a generation, you know, getting pushback, it's kind of like, I remember when I was young and married and people was like, well, did you get your husband's permission? What? Because, (laughs) Because that's what they always had to do. Mm -hmm. And so 
it's interesting now for them to see our generation of women kind of have this thing to be like, well, no, we are prioritizing self because they didn't feel empowered to prioritize themselves. Someone always was there making them feel guilty. Like you have to be there to provide for your kids. You have to, if you try to do something for yourself, you get thought of as selfish. And now we have shifted that narrative so much with the newer generation of women of color um, to be like, this is detrimental because you also have to look in and I've had this conversation um, even with my sister, like how many of our aunts and mothers and things like that were kind of suffering with mental illness Mm -hmm. and, you know, quietly because they felt like they didn't have any agency to talk about it or to take time for themselves and to do things. And so now our generation is bringing all that to the forefront. So we just feel more empowered. They didn't feel that type of power. So I think that's what has happened. It's just like, as things shift and ideology shifted, yeah, we became, our generation felt more empowered and was like, no, that's all right. And you ask me about my, I don't have a husband now, but if I had, you ask me about <laughs> husband now, I'm like, I don't know. Does he not know how to cook? Does he not know how to take care of himself? I mean, you know, and I think that's what has happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, and that's a, that's great. That's a great way to see it. I, I, I agree with that. And <laughs> it's funny. You said, does he not know how to cook? <laughs> who knows right but I mean you gonna figure out today uh, <laughs> gotta have to boil an egg or something because I'm out no. <laughs> but it's great to see like what you mentioned about mental health also taking breaks for yourself help with your mental health I've yeah. noticed that when I don't take breaks for myself and when I don't sit there and intentionally go out and exercise or do whatever makes me happy my mental health is a shit show, like yeah, horrible. So it is it is very, very, very important for you to understand yourself and what you like and what helps you break from that, you know, fogness in your mind. So what things that you do help what things besides, you know, dating yourself help you with your mental health? <laughs> So, of course, walks. Walks have um, really been a, (laughs) they have been a key. And if you kind of see me on social media and listen to my podcast, um, that has kind of helped me for like the past year. I went through a really bad breakup in September. And um, what happened was I was dealing with all this sadness and I just parked my car and I got on the belt line. This is big, long pathway that cuts through Atlanta and started walking. And, um, like by the time I get back to my car, kind of all the tears and the emotions kind of, they were there, but there was a new perspective on them. And it became something that every Sunday I started doing. And then when I got to the beginning of the year, it was every Saturday and Sunday. And then, you know, like I said, we got to April and now it's like a hundred miles of intentional walking, but it is something that like... (laughs) change like my whole perspective like my whole mental health situation because I mean at that time I was dealing with just you know I was talking to my therapist another thing that helped me um <laughs> yes. and was dealing with like you know depression and anxiety issues and walking just kind of helped it helped save my life mentally I, I really do believe that um another thing was like I said therapy I started talking to a therapy before um I ended up almost having a stroke oh my gosh. and I talked to her right before that happened. 
and um <laughs> I was very closed up then and so she cut me off on like my third session and was like you have it figured out but when you feel like you do need me again you come back and so what happens I end up getting rushed to the hospital because they thought I was having a heart attack and it ended up being that I was actually on the verge of having a stroke. They don't mm-hmm. know how I did not have a stroke. All the numbers were there. They were looking at me, five doctors in the room. But within that moment, something clicked. And I was like, I ran back to the therapist and I was like, okay, I'm ready to talk now. Like, when you want to start? Like, childhood? Do I start? Like, <laughs> Where do I start? <laughs> like, girl, because in the beginning. Um, <laughs> and so, and, and it just, that, it shifted so many things because not only did that help me kind of recognize all these different things that were kind of going on that led to my health problems, like all the mental stuff that led to the mm-hmm. physical health problems. Uh, it changed the way I communicated with my kids and thus I believe changed their mental mm-hmm. health, like, you know, help wrap things up. So those are two things that um, I think are important. Of course, save, um, doing the self dates also helps with my mental health and journaling. So I rediscovered journaling over the this 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 crappy pandemic period. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um but yeah, it, it was so powerful to kind of like vent on the page. Like, um, I feel as you kind of get older, um, there's shifts. There's just like shifts in your friend group. So, you know, I had like a whole group of friends pre pandemic and that kind of shifted as we all got older and our responsibilities kind of shifted. And so you recognize that you really do miss having something or someone to vent to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so journaling kind of helps because, you know, if someone ever finds my journals, That's I it. mean, look, <laughs> get, get some wine, honey. Some, some good reading. <laughs> that's some, what some I say. <laughs> I'm like, if somebody gets my phone, that's it. I'm just, you know, sorry, guys. <laughs> it is what it Enjoy. is. Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy my thoughts. <laughs> Don't sell it to Netflix. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> they will make a show about it. Because <laughs> I mean, uh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so I think those things have kind of helped me. That's with my good. Health. That's really good. I love gener- journal oh, journaling. I can't talk. Sorry, um, because it's so you know when you're a kid, you're like, oh, I'm gonna write to my diary, and you write what happened in your day, right? <laughs> and you grow up writing what happens in your day, but when you begin journaling, you start thinking about the things that, you know, like you start digging more deeper. It's not just, oh, what happened today is more of like, this is how I felt. This is what, uh-huh. this is what I was thinking. This is what I wish I could, do- I could have done different. This is what I'm going to intentionally do to do different, you know? So I like, I like the thought of journal, not the thought I like journaling, uh, but I like what the- it represents in, in, you know, in the broad perspective. But I was going to say that when you said that you went to therapy and it helped you with your daughter, I, like the communication, it did to me too. Like, yeah, I I always say, and I've said it on episodes before that I was super like rough. Like I was, I mm-hmm. didn't have no communication skills at all. Everything annoyed me. Everything irritated me. Uh, <laughs> I was like, why can you talk? Like, and she was so and I feel so bad, like thinking about it because she would cry, like shakingly yeah. cry because she did not feel comfortable talking to me. And I would sit there and I'm like, why can you just talk to me? I'm here. But this is how I'm talking to you. So why do you feel comfortable talking to me? Right. And, but I didn't think about that. I was like, just talk to me. Just tell me. Tell me what it is. And she's shaking, crying. And I was like, oh, my God. And 
I remember like, you know, I, I realized I was like, oh, shit, that's how I thought. And I, I told her, I'm sorry. She's like, why? And I'm like, because I'm horrible. I'm like, how do you even like you? And she's like, mom, but, you know, it's OK. Mom. It's not OK. First of all, I should not never talk to you like that. But I see the difference of of when I my difference. But I also see that it impacted her because she's not with her dad. She goes there in the summer. And she has her brother and her sister. And I guess like her brother got in trouble for something. I don't know why. And she was telling me, she's like, you know, mom, I was talking to him and he was very stressed. So I had to like teach him how to like meditate and journal. And I'm sitting there like, okay, okay, good job, girl. Get it. So <laughs> it, it it's good. It's good when you change, not you change, but you take that initiative to, to be better because your children see that and you don't know what impact you have on them because look at my daughter teaching other kids to <laughs> journal. Right. And a lot of times, like I said, it's the same thing when we talked about like our, our mothers and stuff like that. You know, what happens when you, we take this initiative, we've taken this initiative to kind of heal and unlearn some of the mm-hmm. things because that was a lot of me. I grew up in <laughs> a not so great environment mm-hmm. and that really bled over into how I parented my kids. So it was like a lot of stuff I just had to apologize for because, mm-hmm. yeah, they couldn't. You know, my oldest was definitely scared to talk to me. And you look back and you go, I understand why, because, you know, I was parenting like my mother mm-hmm. probably was parenting like her mother. And it was not something conducive to being open. It was not something conducive to healing and actual communication. It was more screaming and yeah. yelling and going like, well, say it now. Yeah. And it's like, don't nobody want to talk to you like that, you know, because like, but that was a mindset. And these were the things that kind of worked out. And that was also the things that kind of hurt my health. That kind of living in this, this perfection bubble mm-hmm. and just being so tightly wound from, mm-hmm. you know, just generational trauma yep that generational trauma girl my um therapist told me recently she was like you know i just want to let you know that just because you weren't hurt when you were a child doesn't mean that you're not hurt now and i'm just looked at her like do i cry (laughs) now or do i hang up and cry later like i don't know how to do this and she just started laughing and she's like you you joke a lot and i was like yeah and she's like hmm another trauma and i was like oh my god defense mechanism because yeah. I was like the the laughy jokey person in in school and it was it's all the trauma or whatever yeah. but oh goodness yeah I used to try to like take my therapy lesson sessions during my lunch break from work I would work from home mm-hmm. then so I could go to lunch therapy and would have to take a half a day off because like I leave therapy and just be in tears just like yeah. I need to go now curl up into a fetal position and like <laughs> yeah that was me like uh thursday i think i was like she we were talking and you know she made a lot of valid points (laughs) about me and i just started i just started tearing you know and she's like and she told me she's like you don't you're not expected to cry during a session she's like i just want you to understand that what i'm telling you it's it's just for you to to figure it out yourself. She's like, I'm not telling you that you're broken. She's like, I'm just letting you know that what your parents did or taught you. And that's not OK. You know, you're not you are OK to talk because that my whole thing is I'm not I feel like I'm not OK to be loved. So she was like, it's OK for you to be loved. It's OK for you to be heard. And when people ask you how you're doing, tell them. And she's yeah. like, because she's like, you have friends, but it's surface because you don't go deep with them. And I'm like. 
okay. And she's like, you have conditioned your friends no. not to to care about you. And I'm like, no, I haven't. And I'm like, like the whole the rest of the day, I was just crying in my bed. I was like, I'm not leaving. My friends came over. I was like, I can't deal with anybody today. Okay, I just want to be in my bed. But you don't think about those things, and that's the main purpose that I had not only with the podcast but like with going to therapy it was just to change those narratives that sadly weren't stolen me um and you don't even know that you're doing it because like I've never even knew that I was just not like teaching or guiding my friends not to care about me right because if somebody says hey how are you doing you're like oh I'm fine okay do you not like you know what I mean so and I've I've always do that. And like I text Jared all the time, like, I'm sorry that I just, you know, I'm not like I don't I'm not I don't go deep with people like that. So I'm learning. No, and I think it's a, it's it's conditioning mm-hmm. because even when I got divorced, so many people were shocked. And I was just like, How the heck were you people shocked? <laughs> yeah. Like that last year of my marriage was horrible. But when people would ask me how I was doing, I wasn't mm-hmm. telling them the truth. I'd just be like I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And I think I tried to say something a couple of times and then people were just like, ah, I don't want to hear it. You guys are great. And I'm just like, it would shoot you down. Horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. horrible. And and I think that's what it is. Like we, we're not honest. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> we're not. I might be too honest now when people <laughs> ask me how I'm doing, but, but yeah. So yeah, that's it, really it, good. And so, yeah, it, I, I love your honesty in this moment. Like I even, I just wrote down what you said that one of your breakthroughs that it's okay to be loved. Yeah. I, lo- I, I love it. Yeah. For me, that's <laughs> such a hard concept. Like we talk about, you know, as parents, right? We talk about, oh, you know, when you're a kid, your parents never apologize to you. Well, at least my parents never apologize to me. So I grew up thinking I don't have to apologize to my daughter, but I do because I've messed up. I've royally fucked up. Like, you know, and I and it's okay for me to apologize. And it's okay for my daughter to say, you know what? It hurt me. And for me to sit in that and say, damn. And and that's a form of love, right? Like I'm I'm honestly feeling my feelings and loving her, but I never thought that I could get that from anybody else. Like I, like when people say they're like, Oh my God, you and Danny are great. I'm like, yeah, we work on our friendship (laughs) and our relationship, but I don't do that with anybody else. If that makes sense. Like I don't sit there and fester that friendship deep, meaningful. And I don't think I can be loved, but I'm working on it. (laughs) I'm like, I'm working on it. And that's it. And that's, that's it. That's all you have to yeah. do. Just work on that. <laughs> yep. So tell me a little bit about your career goals that you have right now with your podcasting, which is great, by the way. <laughs> you have a couple of my friends there. I seen. I know, right? <laughs> so the goals for the podcast, I don't know right now. Um, I would eventually, I guess, kind of like to have to be a part of a network or to have like really big sponsorships. I mm-hmm. want to to grow. I want to use this platform of the podcast to kind of heighten other issues that are that I feel are prevalent with like, you know, just education to like health and mm-hmm. physical, mental, spiritual, overall growth and the importance of taking breaks. So I think my goal in the next year 
is to just try to figure out how to do in-person events. Okay. And I say it because that makes me nervous. Um, (laughs) I see. I see it in your face. (laughs) But I want to take it on the road. I feel that, you know, there's only so much audience that I'm getting like podcast wise. But Mm -hmm. when I am, I have been able, I'm going out more during vending shows for the break taking tools so that I'm open to love journal and the 30 day intention journal. And so I'm seeing that awareness click for a lot of people that now that they're able to just kind of see me and talk to me in person. So I feel like that's kind of the next step for the podcast is to try to figure out in person stuff yeah, and, and go from there. Um, I'm also trying to grow on YouTube. So, cause that is, I'm seeing like a shift, as well mm-hmm. like people are liking to see more of the podcast yeah, than I hear more that. of the podcast so um i think that's what's going to be happening over the next year it's just kind of figuring out more in-person stuff and maybe how to shift from the audio only to doing something visual mm-hmm. only so because we'll be coming up on five. So oh, wow. I'll be coming up on like my own season five. And so I really have, I was thinking about that on my run today. Like what is going to be significant about season five? Yeah. Will this be like the last year that is in the audio format? And then I just move exclusively to YouTube or something else. Do I start yeah. doing in-person events? Like what does that mean? Yeah. So I think that's kind of like where we are. And then, um, yeah, the other shift is like, you know, the journal is taking a rebirth. So that's been kind of scary this year, too. It's just trying to make make things better, make the break-taking tools better so that people can feel like this is something beneficial to them. That's amazing. So tell me a little bit about your journal. So there are two. One is I am open to love. And I wrote that... Um, <laughs> That came about because I started keeping a love journal after I divorced and I was dating after Mm -hmm. like 14 years of not dating because I was married Mm -hmm. or in a relationship. Yeah. Um, And so just kind of like these epiphanies that I started having for my love journal on like vulnerability because I I found out that I didn't know how to be. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was kind of a robot. It's hard. Um, um, and also kind of like the standards that people said, like, I felt like when I was making my list, I was thinking that a lot of the standards that I had for what I wanted in relationship were not really things that I wanted. It was things that I thought other people wanted me to have. Okay. And so just kind of getting to know myself so that I could really write down and look at what I actually wanted out of a potential partner um and then kind of unpacking and doing some of that work like what it feels like when i date myself what it feels like when i'm dating other people am i noticing things coming up am i noticing fear coming up like fear of abandonment um trust issues and things like that where do i think this stems from what in this person brought these issues up and just mm-hmm. kind of looking at that. So all of that is in I'm open to love. So if you're ready to get really vulnerable and do that type of work, you better that's read. The break, <laughs> that's the break taking tool for you. And then I have the intention journals because I have been setting an, an intention for my life at the beginning of each year. And though this is like a little 30 day tool to kind of help people do that for themselves um, and deal with those big scaries. Because once you set an intention for your year prepare for everything in the world to try to make you 
not want to go through with it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I've been dealing with that this year. <laughs> like I've been dealing with that. And I feel like every time we set an intention, <laughs> no matter how little it is, it's, you know, what, like everything happens. And you're like, really? I thought it was going to be easy. <laughs> like I thought it was going to be smooth sailing because I knew that I could do it. But now can I do it? I don't know. Like I... I said my intention. I said I'm going to go to school. I'm going to finish school. I'm. I want. I'm going to school to be a, to for psychology. I want to be a psychologist and and right. and do. And I'm like, oh my god! Like everything keeps happening, and I was like, can I make it? Can I make it? I'm. I'm like crawling. I'm like, I don't know, but I'm gonna make it happen. It's just you know, everything keeps happening at a time. <laughs> Yeah. One step at a time, one punch at a time, one <laughs> round at a time. Stop quoting Creed on y'all. But uh, <laughs> these are the things that motivate me. There you go. <laughs> like, yeah, I love that. I have, I have it written because, I mean, it really is. And I think I, I'm really looking forward to kind of sharing my story for the end of this year because I am going to get through it, Gat Doggett. Um, but it has been, I don't think people recognize the fight that goes on behind the scenes when you see stuff. Because I've had people come to me and be like, I get this journal, you're doing all this stuff. And I'm just like, if you only knew, I was getting smacked in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so you're coming up with a new one? Um, so I'm going to revise the current journal, but it's going to be like a whole totally new look. I have actually been working with a mentor, a friend and mentor. And that's why I said, like, you know, things just happen in your life. And um, so it's a person that made the flex bag, oh, um, so Yumi, um, who is like doing great stuff and her stuff is being sold in H&M. And oh, well, we um, that is who is cheering me on. So and I think that's one of the things you learn, like, again, taking a break to cultivate friendships. I had to do that this year as part of like my growth journey. And that has kind of like come out. So yeah, it's been like some big, scary opportunities that have happened this year. And it feels like every time I get an opportunity, something bad tries to <laughs> From everyone, like, 10 bad. <laughs> look, so yeah, so it's like lots of stuff. So I can't wait to like, I hope by the time I get to December, my December episode talking about this year of rebirth yeah we go behind the scenes so i can be like and then that's when my car broke down (laughs) oh my gosh i listen i feel you i feel you so but that's great i'm very very excited to hear i'm very excited to see new things coming and and like you said i'm very excited one, because I finally met you in person because I've heard amazing things about you because Jared doesn't stop. He's like, she's amazing. I'm like, I haven't <laughs> met her. We're in a whole group chat together, but I've never met her. So I am so happy that I finally met you and that now we are friends because that's how it works. Yeah. Like, okay, you know what yeah. I mean? That's how of it course, works. We're course. friends and yes. that's it. <laughs> yeah. So before you go, I do want to, um, for the audience and for the moms out there that uh, it's hard for them to take breaks. What are what is the best advice uh, that you can give them? You know, besides going to listen to your podcast because they should. Things changed for me when I became intentional about taking breaks. And so, what do I mean about that? We all have a phone. We we all have one of these little computers <laughs> that knows our life. I set breaks into my phone. I really now I've gotten to the point, any calendar that I have, there's a break on it, even my work calendar. And so in, it sounds stupid, but 
after a while, you'll get tired of your phone beeping at like 4 p.m. every day for you to take a reading break or at 6 a.m. in the morning for you to meditate and stuff like that. And you will start to do it. So put it in your calendar, put it in your calendar, write it on your mirror, put it everywhere that has a beeper. Tell, I'm not going to say her name, but tell the little (laughs) device that you keep in your kitchen. Because I say that, it'll talk to me. Be like, yes. (laughs) Yeah. And set reminders and stuff and start doing it because once you start becoming intentional about it, it's funny how your family and your friends and your kids become your accountability partners. Mm -hmm. So when you don't start taking like your four o'clock reading break, someone starts to call you out like, oh, it's four o'clock. Why aren't you reading? But you have to be intentional about it. And it doesn't have to be a long period of time to take a break. A lot of times all you need is five minutes. I often post on my stories like a five minute yoga thing. And I tell people because sometimes that's all I have. Yeah, I'm doing it in between meetings, but it helps me so much just to have that five minute yoga break or to have like that 20 minute walk in the morning. So figure out a time that you want to start and put that in your calendar. I love and that. And just see what happens. And then, yeah. yeah. And one thing I do want to point out for all the moms out there like me that grow with a mom guild forever, <laughs> do not feel guilty. Mm-mm. Do not feel guilty about taking time for yourself. If you have like, you know, like PM said, if you have to read a book, sit there and read your book. You know, don't feel bad for taking those five, 10 minutes to for yourself. And it's okay. Like I... I go to the bathroom, I'll be listening to music. That's my, I'll be like, eh, in my own party. My daughter's like, can I come in? I'm like, mm, this is my me time. Go away. <laughs> so it's okay. I used to hide in the closet and read books for like 20 minutes. And it got to the point where they would leave me alone because it was like, <laughs> oh, she's in the closet. <laughs> she's like, don't, do not disturb, Even please. The, yeah. And I would hear them arguing outside the door, the two girls. It's like, she's in the closet. Leave her alone while she's in the closet. And, you know, because you can't feel from an empty cup. I think I heard Tashina Arnold say that um, because it's from the concept of like when a plane is crashing, they tell or something's going on. They tell you put your mask on first, because if you can't breathe, you can't help nobody else. So you have to like take care of yourself first. So that is like you said, you can't feel guilt about like taking a break because you can't help anybody else. If like if you are lying on the floor. Exactly. Like how are you going? How how am I going to help you if I can't breathe and where this plane is crashing? I got to put my mask on so I can put it on you <laughs> or figure it I out. Mean, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you take those five minutes to to walk and stretch your legs because baby, if you can't walk, then how are you going to help your kids? <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly, I agree a hundred percent. And I love That's all I know. (laughs) That's it. So before I let you go, uh, plug yourself. I mean, I want everybody to go and listen to her podcast because it's amazing. And I want them to go and get your journals. So go ahead, plug yourself. (laughs) So the big thing to find me, where to find me and know that I'm going to show up is on Instagram. So go to at how to take a break and the underscore because there's another group of people that call themselves how to take a break and they barely post and hopefully they'll just go away. Disappear one day. (laughs) (laughs) But how to take a break with the underscore on Instagram and it's either PM Kester or how to take a break on TikTok. But go to Instagram. Trust me, that's where I am. I'm on Instagram. And once you click there, you go to the link in bio 
And that will show you where to get your journals, where to go to the website, where to go find articles that I wrote on Medium, YouTube, and all the other great stuff. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. I am so excited that we are now going to keep cultivating this friendship because I'm going to be intentional. (laughs) (laughs) into cultivating friendships so let's go well when i go to atlanta i'm definitely gonna be like skirt skirt and look call me because that is basically what we have been doing like yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that's well yeah i have to pop up on my friends like i'm going to boston to go see some friends next weekend yeah next weekend um because I, i moved down but i haven't seen a bunch of my friends and i went to boston for my friends for my cousin's graduation so I'm like now I'm gonna go and see my friends and I I have to pull up on my friends because if not I will not have friends <laughs> so I will pull up I'm going to Atlanta I'm only three four hours away I'm just gonna be like skirt skirt what's up girl that's all right that's it there you go <laughs> well thank you so much and thank you for listening have a great day you too thanks Thank you for joining me this week on Mom's No Expert Podcast. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Mom's No Expert Podcast and share the show with your friends. Don't forget to follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode.